Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We finally got one that worked. We finally got one that worked. I think it's a JBL. Finally got one that worked, and it's working like a champ. Well, I guess I better wait for you guys to tell me if it's... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sounds acceptable to you. Welcome aboard, Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes from Kingwood, Texas. Welcome aboard, Alistair Waters from Conroe, Texas. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant from uh, Montgomery County. Welcome aboard, uh, Robert Davenport from California. Welcome aboard, AVQ from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome aboard, May Wood from California. Welcome aboard Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta. Hey, I am remembering my mind is not completely fried yet. It is always great to see my great people here on the program. Anyway, folks, we are going to have a great show for you today. It's the deadline that's coming up right now, and they still don't have a resolution yet, but the deadline is coming up for the union and the GM. Look, folks, it is time for folks to take a stand. So I'm going to start our program with that, but before before again, let me go ahead and reel. Michael says, I'm feeling tired. Go on, listen in for a bit then. See you next week. Tomorrow's a family get together. We'll be away as well. Well, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. But family comes first. Family comes first. Maywood says, good afternoon. Yvette Avery Herod says, good afternoon, PDR Posse. Hey, Yvette, I don't know if you stuck around uh, for, for your birthday song, but I sang you a birthday song just like I did for Alistair and Bridge MCP. I don't know about the guys. Well, I think I sang once for Michael Rutten on his birthday. Uh, Robert Davenport didn't tell me when his birthday is. Anyway, Robert Davenport is in the house. He says, greetings, progressives. Paul Fleming is also in the house. He says, hey, from the A. I know you're from the A. I called it out. Lee Grant is says, hello, all. Alistair, hey, everyone. We have rain, according to Alistair, in Conroe. We got a bunch of rain here in Kingwood as as well. We needed it because my house, the foundation has settled and cracked and, you know, so it looks like it's going to be good, 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 um, good water that we need. Hopefully some of the trees that seem that they're dead will come back. But anyhow, we can always pray. We can always pray. All right, let's see. Um, Let's see. Eric Hayes says poverty on the rise in 2022 and again in 2023 under current administration. Let's get the real. We'll, we'll, I gave you the reason yesterday. I may have to repeat it today, Eric Hayes, so that you can see what's going on. I may have to play that video again for you. Did I play that video here at KPFT? Nope. It plays today. I played it at the, earlier on, but you'll get the truth from Politics done right, not elsewhere. Last month was the 45th consecutive August and the 534th consecutive month with temperatures above the 20th century average. Scientists say August 2023 also set a record for the highest monthly sea surface temperature anomaly, about 1.85 degree Fahrenheit increase, according to NOAA. In one year, folks, one year. One year. Okay. Eric Hayes says, hey, all pay attention to Hunter is now felony charged because uh, the deal was knocked out. 
wow, how does that affect you? Tell me, did that give put any? Did that help you with your child? Did that help you uh, put any food on the table? Did this Hunter Biden thing do absolutely anything to make your lives better? I doubt it. But you guys will allow your party, your your ideology to let you take the eye off the ball. Worry about Hunter Biden as they're shafting you, as they're giving you the shaft. You are worried about Hunter Biden, but they're screwing you at the same time because you know why you're worried about Hunter Biden. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Welcome aboard, Melanie. Great to see you here, my dear, beautiful lady. Eric Hayes also says, look, Hidalgo coming back 10-2. Wow, 10 weeks off. Yeah, she needed it. That's what we do as a humane society. As a humane society, we want people to be able to take health leave, family leave, or anything to make them humanly correct. Now, the party that speaks about family values and human values they really cherish neither family values nor human values. The only thing they cherish is the mighty dollar. Nothing else, nothing more. AVQ says, yes, don't sing for me. Nope, I did sing for you before. So you can't say, don't say, don't do something that I've already done, AVQ. I think I actually remember also sending you that little uh, artifact on the internet. Anyway, Bruce decided I'm going to take up as much lines as I want. And he said it's on the edge of distortion. That means I need to turn it down. Uh, let's see if I can control the distortion. Uh, is that better? Let's see. You said it's at the edge of distortion. I don't know. Maybe I can control that. Maybe I control that, reduce the gain. It's also because I get excited. I get excited. So uh, I had to help off Yvette. Okay, great, great, great. All right, tell me, maybe I just need to control my volume. Robert Davenport, your job for today, I ask you, is to make sure, is to tell me if adjusting my sh my excitement and going down a little lower, if it gets rid of the distortion. But other than that, what I'll do is I'll drop the gain. But, um, you know, this is a new new, new piece, so I still have to get used to it. Uh, Bruce says, sorry, cat issue. Okay, Bruce, I hear you. Eric Hayes says, it does help me. Yes, it does, because forces the left to admit was wrong, and so was government. Again, how does it help you? Did it make you more money? Did it put more food on your table? Did it do anything for you on a positive level? I doubt it, Eric. You are blinded by you know what. AVQ says, I just read Eric Hayes' article, Good Source. Can someone tell Eric that every MAGA Republican voted against the child tax credit, which would have greatly lowered tax power? Don't worry about it, uh, AVQ. I have a piece that I did last night that I think would be fine. Eric Hayes says, your, your voice is already deep, but now the GBLS, you're in stereo. Okay. All right. Thank you, Eric, for that. You know, Eric and I have a love, a love-hate relationship. The hate part is that I hate that he still has the right-wing ideology and that he's been here every day and we are we haven't made much of a dent. You know, I'm going to be doing a whole lot of interviews for my book as I, I mean, um, it, it's worth it because given that it's this political season, uh, a publicist is going to be out there putting me on several stations in the next few, um, next few days. And this is what I'm going to be talking about. And Eric, I won't use your name, but a lot of, a, a lot of what occurs with you uh, Lado, uh, Brother Grant, and others are going to be on these shows. I won't use y'all's names for your privacy. Uh, but yes, all my books have voice as well. Uh, er, um, one of them, It's Worth It, was narrated by Norman Reynolds. You know Norman, who's here. I narrated 
uh, as I see it. And I also narrated, uh, I think I narrated a couple of them. I don't remember quite all which, which ones that I did. Anyway, Michael Rodney says, copy, paste, requested. I just read, I, we read that one already and I actually saw it come over. All right, folks, for those who are concerned about the poverty that has occurred. All right. And, and by the way, I'm still waiting for an update from Robert Davenport as far as the distortion. Please let me know so that I can go ahead and control the gain. In fact, I think I'm going, before I start the other program, I'm going to uh, reduce the, gave, the JVL gain here a bit to, uh, anyway, I'll do that later. All right, folks, um, uh, you heard about uh, what Eric Hayes said, and I want to cover that because it's important. Eric Hayes says, over the last two years, over the last two years, uh, let me say, Eric says, Egberto, you will be surprised, but I have chosen to listen to you on the way to work versus the norm. And I, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that, Eric. And I, I say that from the depths of my heart, because I do consider you and every right winger in this forum as well, a friend that I love. Okay, I will lower the gain, Brother Davenport, as soon as I start this other pr program here, and then I'll do it. Uh, so I want Eric to listen to this piece that I'm going to do right now in detail and objectively. It's very important. Let's get busy with the poverty, and then we'll move on from there. Let's do it right now. Census data now proves categorically that poverty is a choice. We have the choice in America to let people live in poverty or not. It is amazing that we have no problems giving tax breaks, tax benefits to the wealthy who don't particularly know, need it. I mean, the, we repeat these statements at nauseum, but you know what we have now as a statement of fact? We have the census data now that can, within the period of three years, show us that policy can remove people out of poverty or it can ensure that people remain in poverty. I, I, I want you to take a look at how it was expressed on Chris with Chris Hayes and how the right wing is spinning that poverty has more than doubled over the last year simply because Joe Manchin and all Republicans chose not to give the support to children that they needed. We told them this would have happened and it has now happened. Poverty has doubled. But you know what? Fox News has an interesting way of spinning it. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. The American political system, a presidential system, is what's called in the political science literature, with competing parties controlling different branches of government, can invite really tricky situations. Here's an example. In a race for president, where a candidate's fortunes are so closely tied to how people think the country is doing generally, the opposition party, which might control a House of Congress or two, can have the incentive to actually want things to go poorly for the country because it will hurt the president in power. 
And today, Fox News showed they are fully embracing that dynamic while the Democratic president runs for re-election. Suddenly, the folks over on that network are very, very concerned about the rate of child poverty in America under the Biden administration. Watch how host Harris Faulkner delivers this news about new 2022 data just out from the Census Bureau. The child poverty rate, and this is one that really jumped out at me, has more than doubled during that same time. Not only is he wrong, he's hurting people, particularly children, with his policies. He's hurting people, particularly children, with his policies. Now, that data is correct, but she's leaving out a pretty key piece of context. You see, early in 2021, Joe Biden, the Democrats in Congress, enacted a nearly $2 trillion stimulus. Remember, it was the American Rescue Plan. And that legislation did something incredible. It significantly expanded what's called the child tax credit. Simplified, what it meant is that during that year, families making under $80,000, basically, would receive up to $300 per child per month. And I should note that not a single Republican voted for that bill. Now, this graph shows what happened to the child poverty rate as a result of the child tax credit that Democrats and Joe Biden passed. Look at it fall there at the end. It was cut nearly in half in one year, plummeting to an all-time low of just over 5%. It was an incredible policy success, one of the best I've ever seen in the time I'm covering politics. And this is what we now know happened last year after Democratic Senator Joe Manchin withdrew his support for the tax credit, and once again, zero Republicans would agree to vote for it. Biden and the Democrats were forced to let the plan expire and child poverty skyrocketed right back up to where it was before. So we were stuck in this intolerable situation in which pushing millions of kids into poverty becomes a perverse political win for one party. And Fox News can tell their viewers with a straight face how it's Joe Biden who is impoverishing more children in this country. Now, it is time for us to make sure that all of those who forced forced the signing of a bill that did not have the support for the poor, that everybody understands it. The party that loves life, the party that claims to support families, what did it do? It made sure that people went from not being in poverty right back into poverty. We had solved the poverty problem. We had solved it. We know that policy supporting children can take children out of poverty, irrespective of the conditions, the parents. We can do it. It's a policy decision. Republican orthodoxy, Republican policy, as well as Joe Manchin's policy, the guy who is the senator of the poorest state in the country, is to let kids starve, is to let kids live in poverty, is to put kids under stress. Everybody should know this. This is something that needs to be preached day in and day out. And it's a reason for people to come out and vote. We spend a lot of time. It is definitely a reason for people to come out and vote. I want to address something that our brother uh, 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 Bruce just said. He said child tax credit, uh, $1.3 trillion over 10 years, enough to scar any tightwad more than Ukraine so far. 
Well, let's let's put that into context, okay? And I'm already, I, I looked this up as I because I knew the numbers of what rich people are doing to America, right? So remember, I told you there are, there are, there are parasites on America. So here is it, Bruce, that I I went ahead and I looked it up. And by the way, I, I hope I I reduced the gain, so I don't think I'm so high anymore. I may have to increase it a bit more. I may have to get the gain increased a little bit more than that 75. I think that is okay now. All right. Uh, here's what I found, uh, uh, brother uh, Bruce Pollard. Here we go. Here we go. Rich people avoid paying 165, $163 billion annually. That is a one point. $6 trillion amount over 10 years. So, Bruce, when you talk about uh, the $1.3 trillion tight wads as far as paying, uh, getting our kids out of poverty, wow. All we have to do is have the rich people pay their fair share of taxes, the ones that they're cheating on. You see, the one that they're cheating on. If they just did their part, guess what? We are safe. We are free. We can actually take care of our kids. Now, uh, also, I think uh, El, El Hermano, Michael Rodman, actually wanted to read me to read something for our good friend Eric Hayes, who he has a lot of respect for. And he says, I just read Eric Hayes' article. ABC News is a good source. Can someone tell Eric that every MAGA Republican voted against child tax credit, which would have greatly lowered child poverty rates? So you see, it is a responsibility. It is the it is a fault of Joe Manchin, one Democrat that well, one person that claims to be a Democrat. And all Republicans that failed the children of the United States of America. Daniel Ledo says, oh, my God, Egberto is going to quote me on a show that will be heard by tens of tens. So excited. Actually, no, I will be on Fox News as well. And not only that, sir, guess what? Guess what? I am doing the circuit on a whole lot of conservative programs as well, because like I say, I don't just enjoy speaking to the choir. That's why our PDR Posse online for our live show looks the way it does. We love to have it looking like America. And look at us. We look like America. See how many programs look like America, however small, however big. We do. We do. So, and so, Daniel, thank you for being here because you represent a particular segment as well. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What, what else we got here? Paul Fleming says the evidence-free impeachment inquiry into President Biden is only happening because Trump demanded it over social media. He knows he can count on the media's penchant for both uh, both sidedism. To use the Biden impeachment to deflect attention from Trump's criminal trials, don't fall for it. And Lee Grant says, the PDR MAGA caucus will be semi-famous. I hope to make you famous, man. You know, if I can't for me, we can for you. Absolutely so. Anyway, Maywood says, 
Uh, oh, and I, I said that already. And Eric Hayes says, Egberto, yes, people have a choice to take out loans for overly expensive schools and in debt to be poorer. The institution with price and power should be ashamed. I agree. Eric, we agree. We agree. So I tell you, you're closer to me than you think. Bridge says, late but here. Well, Bridge, why are you late? But you know what? You're here. We love that you're here. Beautiful. All right. Uh, what else have we got here? What else have we got here? E2247 just made it in two. He says, hello, relatives. I'm grateful to see you all expressing good health. I hope I'm in good health. I have a headache. Plus, I had to rush back to the studio because today was a, a, a day that was raining here. So I, I had to take Ashley to her uh, to her rehab. Normally on dry conditions and, and good and not heavy traffic, she has started driving herself. But with rain and the conditions, I, I went ahead and took her. So I just got back into the studio today. So have a headache and it's kind of crazy, you know. Anyhow, 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 getting back to the subject. Uh, let's see. It should not surprise you from Paul Fleming that the base of support for far-right policies on banned books and distorting history on abortion, on LGBTQ issues, even support for cults like QAnon and the cult personally around Donald Trump are grounded in religious extremism. Joyan Reed explains. I didn't get a chance to look that up, Paul Fleming. You said, I think it was not yesterday's show, but day before yesterday. I'm going to try to remember to do that after the show. All right, let's see. Bruce says, child tax credit, $1.3 trillion over 10 years. Enough to score the tight one. I did that already. And uh, Bruce says, they chop off a foot and then blame the other people. I know, I know. Uh, Eric says, what did mandates do to our children, made them fall behind in school and less food, right? But will you talk about that here? Look, they fell behind in school because we had a pandemic. Many of them could likely have been dead had we not done that. We don't know, right? One thing we do know is that those on the right who were anti-science caused a lot of deaths of their own. If you take a look at the people who died the most, it's the people who decided to follow the uh, to follow what the right wing folks were telling them. But ironically speaking, the right wing leaders, your right wing leaders, your right wing people that you follow, they all took the vaccine. They wore masks when they needed to wear masks. They did all the right things. They just try to make it a political issue. And in the process, they cause more Republicans to die than Democrats, you know. An inhumane person would say, well, you know, it's Democrats dying at a higher rate. Let them keep doing what they're doing. But you see, for me, nobody's a Democrat or a Republican, except for the politicians, that is. For me, it's about you all, irrespective, irrespective, again, I repeat, irrespective of party. Irrespective of party. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Eric says, I bet. There are people getting rich in Ukraine. Yes, you're right. And they're getting rich off of our money. They're doing all kinds of deals with some of the uh, with some of the things that we're that we're sending them. Some people are making money on it. Just like our defense industrial complex is ripping off and getting most of the money. So you're right. You're right, sir. Daniel says, LOL, yeah, but we haven't been funding Ukraine war machine for 10 years now. Have we? No, just two years or a little bit more. John Cotter is in the house. John, are you here in Houston or are you in Japan? Uh, sadly, ours do not care who gets harmed with their policies as long as they attain and keep power. Great seeing you, Brother Cutter. 
Bruce says, I don't see any distortion in my voice scope. Gold star. Thank you, brother, for keeping me informed. Uh, Bruce Pollard also said, that's why I said scare a tight what? <laughs> All right, bro. I got you. I got you. I read you. Daniel Ledo says, John Carter, sadly, you actually believe that. He doesn't have to believe it. It's the truth. It's not about belief. It's about the truth. Bridge MCP says, money watch IRS ramping up crackdown on wealthy taxpayers targeting 1.6%. Uh, 1,600 millionaires, the IRS said Friday, it is ramping up a crackdown on wealthy taxpayers who owe back taxes, noting that the off uh, the effort springs from billions in new funding through the Inflation Reduction Act partially designed to help keep track down millionaire tax cheats. The agency will begin pursuing 1,600 millionaires who owe at least $250,000 each in overdue taxes. The IRS said in a statement, the agency announced it will have dozens of revenue officers focusing on high end collections cases in fiscal 2024 which starts in october and ends in 2024 Let's go for it guys those are thugs uh abq says conservatives don't realize they've become rank partisans they stand against anything democrats push forward and it doesn't matter how much it would affect the american people exactly it's killing their own but hey they don't care ac rodriguez is in the house he says sup all daniel ludo says i hope you will post all of the unedited interviews online for us to review even the ones with conservatives i will try to do that based on depending on copyrights of course but i'll do that right now i think we have five of them scheduled i need to look uh, yeah i think it's five of them that are scheduled so far all right um eric hayes says need to have both tagged with IMP. Help me, Eric. I don't know what you're talking about. John Carter says, yes, Daniel, I do, as there are so many examples ignoring climate change, defunding child tax credit, refusing to raise minimum wage. All right, let's see. Bridge MCP, Egberto, she's driving. Awesome. Yes, she is. My beautiful baby is. You know, uh, she's, I mean, she's great. Uh, anyhow, Bridge MCP, Egberto, late because just finished building bottom of wishing well. Look, Bridge, my beautiful bridge, when you build that stuff, please text it to me so we can show the PDR posse. And that way they'll forgive you for being late. Right, PDR posse? Come on. Send me a picture of that 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 well, girl. All right. Daniel Ledo says, John Carter, so please explain how many of these policies lead you to that conclusion of Neforis intent. I'm pretty sure John Carter will do just that. Listening from Japan. You know, I love it. I love when I can say we have a listener right now in Barcelona, Spain. We have a listener right now in Japan and just about all over the country in many states. And when I look at the podcast, the demographics of the podcast, I can't help but be excited. I can't help but be excited. You know what? Because we're doing yeoman's work. We're doing what needs to be done. AVQ says, Joy and Reed, uh, neoliberal hack. Egberto, play her tomorrow. I'll be glad to have a skip day without missing anything. And sorry, Paul. Hey. Rudnin, don't forget what we do here, Rudnin. We extract, it doesn't matter if you're neoliberal, a MAGA, or whomever you are. If you say something good, if you say something progressive that moves people forward, I don't care from whom it comes. If Daniel Ledo has an epiphany and he comes and he says, Egberto, I am for the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, I will invite Daniel Ledo for an interview on the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, because, again, that would be an asset to all those who think or are in his company. So, uh, my brother, you get what I'm coming from. I know you, you know exactly what I mean, brother. I know you know exactly what I mean. All right. 
Let's see what else. We, oh, man, it, it's still coming. E2247 says, you made this meeting. We've been waiting 13.5 billion years to have. Of course, you're expressing good health. Think of the billions of persons missing the visit because your health ain't great. That's true. Uh, Brisa Gilberto, what did I miss with you, uh, Fox News or something? I have the link on uh, at our website where the Fox News, how they interpreted the uh, the poverty rates. And do remember, they are the reason, their followers are the reason for the poverty rate. But this is what I did want to show you all. And that is, check this out here. 100, I, I think I need to bring it up on the screen. $163 billion annually is how much rich people are stiffing the government. And we don't, we don't call it theft when rich people do it. But when the average person does it, mm, somehow we're ready to attack them. You see, we have this sort of a hate for the middle class, for people like us. We have to get over that. We have to get over that. Anyway, the UAW is in a fight. I think at midnight tonight is when the decision has to be made to go on strike. I don't want any superb big compromises on this one at all. And let me tell you why I don't want any compromises. It is time for us to assert our worth. It is time for the American worker to assert its worth. It is time for them to look at the shareholders and say, you are making passive income on my back. It is time for them to tell the executives, you are making passive income on my back. You are making money on my back. So don't tell me that I don't have the right to get the same percentage increase than you do. In fact, I deserve more of a percentage increase than you do because the profits that you're making is on my back. But you know what? Here are the numbers. And I love that some in the mainstream media are starting to do just that. Check this out. Brian, uh, lay out what the UAW wants and what the auto companies are offering. Yeah, well, for what it's worth, uh, the numbers that we've seen right here, again, they're asking for a 46% wage bump compounded over the next four years. The best offer that we're aware of, talks are still ongoing, so this could be changing by the minute, is a 20% wage bump. But uh, one thing I want to zone in on is why such a big number that they're asking for, and it gets at exactly what you were talking about. We've heard a lot of reference points from the UAW about how automakers are making less than the average American. The yellow line is the overall uh, average hourly wage of $33.82 an hour. The average motor vehicle and parts worker, according to the government, is only making $27.99. Important to caveat that this is both union and non-union. But again, another talking point is also how much the CEOs are making. Here's the change since the last uh, UAW agreement with the big three automakers, which was in 2019. CEO pay over that time went up by 32.5%. The median worker for that company, 2.8% at four. 18%, a little bit closer, the median worker making over 16%. And at Stellantis, which is the maker of Chrysler, we don't have the data because they're based in Amsterdam, but the CEO pay ratio, how much more the CEO gets paid relative to the regular worker is in the hundreds. So this is a very big talking point, which is for a lot of these workers, it's about principle. Um, Brian Chung, thank you very much. And that is what we have to come to the realization. They're always asking the average American worker, hold back, hold back hold back. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. Yet the shareholders 
who are doing nothing. They're not putting their, their life at, at risk. They're not putting their limbs at risk. They're not putting, you know, the only thing they put at risk is their capital. And the risk that they take is maybe they lose some, maybe not, right? But you put your life at risk. You do the work. And they sit their butts down at their lake home, at their, at their whatever. And so for those who are going to tell me, oh, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of retirements invest in this as well. Don't talk to me about retirement investing in this. If you take a look at where most of the capital, uh, who owns most of the capital bar none, it is not. Uh, I, I, and I tell you what, I, I should have had that number. Uh, who owns uh, uh, what? Let's say who owns who owns most of the capital in America? All right. It's important. I hope I asked the question right, uh, because a lot of people are, oh, well, there, 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 there are investment funds who, uh, uh, who, you know, who are putting their stuff in, in these different instruments as well. Yes, but it's still it is still a very small percentage that goes to, uh, to these funds. And most of it go to the richest people in this country who mostly own the stock market. Okay. Now, uh, here is what Eric says. Whoa, 46% and a 32 hour work week. That is a huge raise and won't ever work. Let's stop you right there. Uh, was it a huge rate when the, the CEOs made a 40, uh, 40% raise and not only a 40% raise, but bonuses and all of that? Was it a big steal when all these people on the, uh, uh, all these people that work or don't work, just own shares, was it, uh, isn't it excessive that they're making money for doing nothing? Come on, Eric, self, stop being self-hateful about the worker. We have to start asserting our worth. I wrote an article a while back titled, Assert, it was my first article to go viral. Assert your worth. We must assert our worth. There's no rich person without the working class, none. Assert your worth. We've got to learn that. So repeat after me, Eric. Assert our worth. All right. Like I said, the biggest, the biggest obstacle, the biggest obstacle to the worker being successful, to the worker, the average worker being able to build themselves up is capitalism. And you are going to hear a capitalist economist. Who cares about the worker and, and believe the worker deserves what they're asking for points out. I want you guys to listen to this guy in detail. This capitalist economist points out that the reason we cannot be humane with these reporters is because this capitalist system doesn't work that way. I mean, what gets me is that he's not ashamed to just matter of fact tell you, tell you that capitalism stops the worker from being able to maximize his income for what he's worth. Check it out and then we'll take it on the other side. Because when I heard him say this, it was just before the show. And I came home after bringing back Ashley and I, I saw that and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to show this to the PDR posse. The PDR posse must see this. 
check this out, people. It comes at the end of this four minute or so piece. Listen to what the economist says. It's going to, if you're listening correctly, it will blow your mind. Steve, um, you've been in the negotiating room before at what was a key moment in the survival of the big three automakers. They were not doing well. Um, as I understand it, you tell me because you were in there and I was not. The union made a lot of concessions. They gave up a lot in their benefits package. The uh, amount of money that new workers were making was far less than the older veteran workers. I think it was about half. Now that these companies are making record profits, now that you've seen CEO pay go up as much as it has, is it fair for them to ask for some of that back? Sure. It's entirely fair for them to ask some of that back. I would say they have gotten some of that back in the 15 years or so since we rescued the auto companies. But I I am very sympathetic to uh, their needs and their desires. The fact is that if you look at auto worker wages in this country over the last 10 or 12 years, they've essentially flatlined after you adjust for inflation, whereas most other workers have gotten something of an increase over that period of time in other industries. The, the, the key problem here that you have to recognize is that unlike, say, a UPS driver or an American Airlines pilot, where those jobs aren't going anywhere, in manufacturing and auto specifically we're talking about here, those jobs are mobile in a sense. They can go to the South, where there are many, many factories now operating with non-union workers paid much, much less than the union workers, and then go to Mexico, where recently the number of auto workers in Mexico is higher now than the number of auto workers in the U.S., and where the Detroit three companies have 20 facilities among them down there making cars with people who are paid literally as little as eight or nine dollars a day. And so the yin and the yang of this, so to speak, is that the more the workers make, the possibility is that there'll be fewer jobs and there needs to be a balance on on behalf of both sides for this to work. Um, I don't want to be Pollyanna here, uh, but the companies have a choice on whether to keep the plants here or to move them to the south or or to Mexico where they um, make less dollars. Um, I just am stuck on what the union conceded to help keep these companies afloat and this idea that we helped you in your time of need. We feel like now that everything is going so well, and it's clearly going quite well, that we should we should share in that profitability. We should share in that, that hard work done over the past 15 years. Um, Goldman Sachs uh, researchers modeled what a 40% raise would cost. I'll put the numbers up on the screen. Uh, they project a 40% raise for workers would cost between $4 billion to $6 billion over four years for GM and Ford. They didn't model Stellantis. Um, General Motors gross profit uh, last year was $22.344 billion. That's a 32% increase. Brian said that a moment ago. Uh, Ford, their profit, $25.5 billion, a 9% uh, give or take increase over 12 months. With numbers like that, what can the companies reasonably afford to give the workers while still maintaining the money that they need, and this is key, to, to develop and to innovate on electric vehicles where they have a, a whole lot of competition? Well, as your figures implied, and I, I wouldn't argue with them, the amount that the unions are asking for relative to the profits are is not life-threatening by any stretch of the imagination. I, I certainly get that. Labor is only one relatively small part of the cost of making a car. So, yes, you can pay labor more and still make a car. Uh, nonetheless, in our capitalistic society, for better or worse, companies are tasked with essentially keeping costs as low as possible. And if costs in the Midwest to make cars goes up 
too much. Uh, those jobs will move, whether they can afford to keep them in the Midwest or not, unless you sort of legislate it, they will, they will move. And then again, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm here uh, as a spokesman for the companies. I'm certainly not. I'm sympathetic to yeah. both sides, but I would also point out that General Motors stock hasn't moved at all, really, since it went public more than a decade ago. So the shareholders of General Motors have not lost money, but they haven't made any money in the last 10 years either, which is because this is a uh, a tough business, as we have all learned over the years. So I hope you heard the end. Capitalism, for better or for worse, seem to simply reduce costs. That's all it does. That's all it wants to do so that the profits can go to the few. So I am going to squeeze as much as I can get out of the worker. I'm going to squeeze as much as I can get out of the supplier. I'm going to squeeze as much as I can get out of everybody so that that person, the parasites, and notice what I call the shareholders, so that the parasites, the executives, the parasites, so that they can make more. You know what is so funny? I have a friend in the oil business, right? Uh, runs uh, uh, runs a the retail ver portion of a uh, of the or does does the money stuff for the retail portion of the business, right? And here is how their profits get their their bonuses get exploded, right? Several tens of thousands of dollars in bonuses. Here is how here is how it makes. If I can get those workers in that store to be more efficient, and what does getting those workers in the store more efficient means? It means they work, uh, they work less people do more work for the same amount, right? And what that does is it reduces the overall cost of that retail entry point. So you have less people working, and for having those people work harder to her boss, the vice president sees. Oh, you have increased your efficiency at these stores. No, she did not increase the efficiency of the store. She worked the hell out of those people who earned the same amount, worked harder with less people. And the executives just see the numbers and say, oh, the store is more efficient. I get a big bonus because I replicate that store after store after store after store after store, and I get a piece of the action, and the worker gets niet, nada. Executives get, shareholders get, but the people who actually do the work don't. So my brothers and my sister, when I say what you see, our sister, uh, Alistair Waters put there when she says, yes, I believe in asserting your worth. We have got to assert our worth. And that's why I want these guys. I want these guys to bring down this economy if necessary. To assert the worth. You know, it is time. It is time. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, did I miss a few things before? We, uh, para ver, para ver, let me go up. Up top, let's see. Uh, you know, said Iris. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I <laughs> done with that. Okay, okay, okay. VQ. We'll talk a little later on that. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, bit. Oh, here we go. Paul Fleming says, "Hey, Republicans. Donald Trump made five million dollars from China and over nine million dollars from the Middle East as president. Jared Kushner took two billion dollars from Saudi Arabia. Jared and Ivanka made six hundred and forty. 
million dollars in the White House. Want to talk about corruption? That's corruption. Agreed. Eric says, whoa, 46% of 32-hour work week, that can, they can definitely do that. They can definitely do that. In fact, I want the work week in the long run with AI reduced to 20 hours a week so that we can have more family time, family values. You know, the thing that you guys like to cherish, if we have machines doing all the work, we shouldn't have all that efficiency going to the shareholders and the executives because we are the ones who created the machines. We pay the taxes to educate the people who invented these machines, right? So it belongs to all of us. AI belongs to all of us. So as AI makes things easier for humanity, guess what we should be doing? We should be working 20 hours a week for the same pay or more. Ah, that is what we have to start. We have to start changing American psychology. We have to start changing American psychology. We have to assert our worth. All right. John Cotter says, need uh, look no further than Walmart. The Walton family are billionaires while their workers are on food stamps paid for many U.S. tax rates. Again, so indirectly, it's the Waltons that are on welfare. I kind of spoke about that this morning on my program, right? They like to talk about welfare. The real people who get welfare in America are corporations and wealthy people. They are the ones that get the most welfare in this country. And again, we have to change the paradigm. We have to start speaking real English. All right. Eric Hay says, do the math and newsflash. Uh, CEO will always make more, especially if that person is a founder of the business. No, 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 no. Why will they always make more? That's because that's the laws of capitalism as it is today. But you know what? The CEO, let, let's, let's start small. I want to I give a little story here. This is an important story. Please listen. And it goes like this. Uh, because what, what I've always talked about is whenever you say we want businesses to pay a living wage, the first thing people comes and they say, how is that going to affect business? How is that going to mess with that small businessman? That's what everybody's concerned about. To which I say, if you can't afford to pay an employee a living wage, you don't ha and your business cannot survive with paying an employee a living wage you don't have a business you have a hobby okay let me tell you i work doing this preparing videos writing books writing all these things 16 hours a day 7 days a week on average and i'm not kidding you 16 hours a day 7 days a week a lot of people say, why don't you get interns to do this and that? And I said, the reason why I don't do that is because I feel a responsibility not for when I make something that I work for something. When you guys support politics done right, I want it, it is you're supporting somebody that is providing something. Right. I don't want to go ahead and say, bring in somebody I can't afford to give a living wage. Now, Bruce edited my book on uh, uh, gratis. Norman narrated my book gratis. Ashley uh, did a, some proofreading on some of my books gratis. That was different. These, this is like my brothers and my daughter and all of that coming together and saying, hey, Bert, I want to do that, right? But I got to practice what I preach. Now, 
we cannot have that mother going to work at that restaurant at menial wages so that the owner of that restaurant can make a living wage for him or herself while executing or having slave labor do the job. The question is, could they have existed without that worker? No. If they cannot exist without that worker and they can't pay that worker a living wage for them themselves to exist, they ain't got no business. They have a hobby. And you can't ask somebody else to subsidize your hobby. I do my work mostly on my own because I can't afford to pay somebody what they are worth. Okay? That's why I bust my ass as I do. And that is a mentality that every business person is supposed to have. Every business person is supposed to have that mentality. Okay, uh, let's continue here. Uh, Bree says, Lee, after, tr uh, after Trump's bankruptcy suits, he was allowed to use his uh, name on the buildings. He has built it for years, but his name is used to pay back. Egberto Willis. Actually, you know, Bridge gives an important point. There's a Trump Tower. There used to be, they 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 knocked it. They knocked the name off. There used to be a Trump Tower in Panama, and there are Trump Towers all over. He doesn't own the asset. He's renting his name. You know, uh, Trump has always been an illusion. Mike Cisak says, of course, minimum wage law is a violation of contract laws as it interferes with the contract of. You see, you're, that's that's a capitalist statement. That's a slavery statement. That is a statement of slavery. When I talk about the Constitution being, I learned from uh, from uh, David Cobb, who ran for president of the United States, that the Constitution was nothing more than a contract document. He was right. And you just proved it right there. All right. Daniel Ledose, I also heard him float the idea of legislation to force a company to stay in state with rising labor costs. No, I'm just saying if you want to build your products overseas, just don't allow you to sell it here. Because you're you're asking America to put its money out. Absolutely so. All right. AC Rodriguez says, uh, well, that's not one. Lee Grant says, why do we never, ever hear leftists complain about big Hollywood salaries? I do. I do. You do hear me complain about that. Mike C. Sykes says, Egberto and the rest of the political left are showing their authoritarianism. Nope, that's not it. We are showing our popularism, our real popul populist notion. Uh, let's see. Uh, Robert Davenport says, uh, Eric Hayes, goodness, will you ever get anything correct? You think the Ford EV Lightning sucks? Have you ever seen one? I've driven one. I, I love it. It has a lot of power. All right. Egberto to Eric's screen. We yeah, think, okay, let's see. If, if Bridge asks to go to the screen, it goes to the screen. Here it is. Bridge MCP. Onto the screen, Bridge. There we go. Average salaries at Walmart: eighteen seventy-five for pharmacy technician, uh, two hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars per dentist, two hundred thirty-eight per year for the senior director, two hundred eighteen thousand per year. Replenish associate, sixteen fifty-nine. Personal shopper, fifteen twenty-six. Asset protection associate, sixteen ninety-seven. Thank you for that information, uh, uh, Bridge MCP. All right, let's continue with the, let's see what else we have. Daniel Ledo says, did you hear that? Egberto just said he is fine if the auto workers strike, bring down the entire economy. You heard that, right? Yes, that's what I said. Sometimes you have to bring something down to build it up. Egberto really thought that brilliant idea, though, or, uh, or does he want to hurt? I don't want to hurt people because given that, that we have a 
uh, a president in power that cares about people, after they bring it down, we will have the recovery in the proper manner. You see, you don't see you don't see the the trickery behind it. So not trickery. You don't see what's behind it, right? All right. AC Rodriguez says, I think Henry Ford did too. Big whoop. Ford did uh, so his worker can buy his own product. It doesn't mean that the system isn't right. It just means that some people made it a little better than others. On the aggregate, if a parasite kills your enemy, does it mean you should let the parasite run rampant in society? No, you should not. Thank you. Very good analogy, AC Rodriguez. Mike Cisak says, Daniel Ledo, Egberto is all about hurting people because he and the rest of the left is all about power. They want to impose their values. No, we want to save your butt. That's what we want to do. Okay, what else we got here? Robert Davenport says, uh, let's see. Grant, you are really unaware of the months-long labor strikes in Hollywood. Don't just say things that are unsupported by well-known facts available to all. True. We got to be factual. We got to be factual. All right, let's see what else I got here. I'm running out of time, so let's see. Uh, Daniel Ledo says, successful business people ha uh, have the money as motivation, not the word soup you just described. No, successful business people are not successful because they have some inherent thing within them. They're good capitalists in America. Tell me the sandwich shop that can make it on their own without the workers. Tell me uh, uh, if, if Bill Gates could have made Microsoft Word without all the programmers who were taught by us. Please, I don't think you'll find that. Again, you guys just don't get it. Jules Ray Winfield, my brother, say, hey, Berto, was just catching you on the last five minutes. How's the lower temperature treating you? Love it. Love it. I took my, my baby to her uh, rehab today. I couldn't believe the temperature was like 80 degrees or something like that. It felt like winter, man. Uh, Jules also said, uh, the sad thing about global warming is you walk outside and say, well, at least it's only 93. <laughs> I hear you. John Carter said, so it's bad value to wish workers to make a living wage with good benefits. No, it's not. Again, that is that is how they have been taught to think, John. And that's a job that you and I and all of us have to convince people of their own worth. That's our job. We have got to convince everybody of their own worth that's what we do that's what we do that's what we do folks please don't forget we're getting close to the end of the show i'm gonna be worn out by the time i'm done with this show today uh our weather change 57 degrees this a.m and 69 during the day i would love that weather i would well actually that's too cold for me no that's too cold for me anyhow uh anyway folks please 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 Support the program however you can. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. And that gives you all the different options that you have to support our program. Look, we are way, way, way behind in support. Uh, that's just how it is. It's, you know, politicians have asked for a whole lot of money from a whole lot of people. And some folks give to the politicians. I ask you, remember, support these programs that help bring the vote in that helps inform that helps do all these things so please go to politicsandright.com slash support and support however you can there's another way that you can support and this is a, a sort of a dependable i want to get about uh three thousand or so subscribers i'm only just under a hundred subscribers on my uh my newsletter i need to get that quadru more than 10 times that i'm asking all of you who can 
to buy a coffee a month by subscribing to Politics Done Right's newsletter. Whoa, Robert Davenport, support where you can, where you participate. Thank you, my brother Davenport, for that uh, super chat. Couldn't do it without you, sir. I appreciate that. Support where you participate is what he says. Thank you so kind of for that. Hey, my brothers and sisters, let me ask you this, okay? Please sub- subscribe to our newsletter. It's easy. It's it's just it, you'll just see four ninety nine a month, four dollars and ninety nine cents. Like buying a coffee. If we can get several, uh, a couple of thousand of those guys, man, we can actually hire a staff. We can actually start being and doing much better. That is politicsunright.com slash newsletter. Politicsunright.com slash newsletter. We are nowhere close where we need to be. We have over 7,000 subscribers, but only about, I think it, last I looked, it was really like 50-something, uh, 50-something subscribers to the, uh, to the, to the, yeah. Hey, Eric Hay says it is cheaper than Starbucks. So support the program. Oh, Bridge MCP upped it by one. Always show support. Bridge, you have always shown support for the program as well as Robert Davenport and many others that are listening right now. So I thank you guys so kindly. But the newsletter, politicsandright.com slash newsletter, $4.99 a month. And by the way, it's not like you're just throwing that money away because remember, all my books are eventually going to appear as substacks. Right now, there are two of them there. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relative, friends, and neighbors, and tribulations of a uh, of a Afro-Latino Caribbean man. That's another book that I've I've just I'm almost uh, that that that's on there as well. So I ask you so kindly to support us at the newsletter politicsandright.com/newsletter. I'm going to put it in there one more time politicsandright.com slash newsletter please subscribe anyway got to get out of here i want to thank bridge mcp for her kind contribution as well as robert davenport for that kind contribution my name is egberto willis love you guys thank you guys my name is egberto willis this is politics done right and how do i end this baby again how do i end this baby i am what out we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.